This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Thanks for joining us on this grand final Friday for Joy's very own show about pets, Pets Aloud. I'm Kristen and I'll be keeping you company and joining me in the studio is Sam from the Lost Dogs Home. Sam, welcome back to Pets Aloud. Thanks, Kristen. What a glorious day it is. It's the perfect day to take your pet out, your dog out for a walk. Absolutely. Melbourne has turned on its finest weather for us today. Absolutely. And it's going to be like that all weekend, which is very, very, very exciting. Uh, For many of us, animals in All their shapes and sizes play a special role in our lives. From our companion animals through to native wildlife, many of us feel a connection with animals and look for opportunities to celebrate them wherever we can. Now, Sunday 4th of October, this coming Sunday, is World Animal Day, a day for everyone around the world to celebrate our animals and what they mean to us and how important they are. Hmm. Uh, And on today's show, we are doing exactly that. So today we want to hear from you, as we usually do, and we want to know, do you love animals? Tell us why you do and what are you going to do to celebrate World Animal Day this Sunday? Also coming up on the show, with World Animal Day coming up this Sunday, we talk about the day's origins and the things you can do to celebrate. World Animal Day Australian Ambassador and founder of Edgar's Mission, Pam Ahern, talks to us about the importance of World Animal Day. And World Animal Day falls on the same day as the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of animals. Adele Mapperson, chaplain from Lord Smith, chats to us about St. Francis and his feast day. All this plus our regular segments Dog Dates and Pet of the Week. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. Now, Sam, would you like to give us an update on what's been happening this week in animal news? <laughs> so, a couple of weeks ago, uh, dogs and cats from the Lost Dogs Home actually uh, took a trip out to the new uh, post-entry quarantine facility in Mickleham, which is north of Melbourne, or west of Melbourne, northwest of Melbourne, let's call it that, um, to basically help... Um, do a an exercise to ensure that the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources, um, the new facility was all running according to plan before the department uh, could open for international arrivals coming through. Now, Dr. Colin Grant, Department of Agriculture and Water Resources head of the post-quarantine facility build, said that the cats and dogs who participated in the exercise uh, actually were able to enjoy the highest welfare standard while staying at the facility. The new facility is about protecting uh, Australia's agriculture industries as well as Australia's unique environment, native flora and fauna, and the dogs taking part in the exercise were able to enjoy the facility's brand new climate-controlled kennels, exercise yards and comfortable accommodation, said Dr Grant. And according to the Lost Dogs Home CEO, Kerry Thompson, the exercise gave dogs and cats available for adoption the opportunity to help with this important exercise essential to Australia's ongoing biodiversity. Australia, according to... um, CEO Kerry Thompson, Australia has a unique and precious environment that needs to be protective for our native and domestic animals and we are more than happy to participate in this exercise to help commission the department's new facility. 
She goes on to say that we were told that staff members from the Department of Agriculture and Water Resources became close to the animals from the home during the exercise, with one staff member going on to adopt one of the dogs participating in the exercise. She said that we expect all of the animals from this particular exercise to go on and find new families, including one-year-old cat Hopper and two-year-old Labrador Cross Ruby, who are still available for adoption. Now, this post-quarantine facility will start taking online bookings from October and will open progressively, taking dogs and cats from November 23. If you're wanting more information about the facility, you can visit postentryquarantine, which is all one word, govspace.gov.au for more information. And if you are interested in adopting a dog or a cat from the Lost Dogs Home, you can view the animals currently available for adoption at dogshome.com. And now let's draw open our curtain on Pet of the Week. This week's Pet of the Week. This week's Pet of the Week is a gorgeous cat by the name of Diva. Diva is an affectionate girl seeking a quiet, stable home where she can be lavished lavished with all of the love and attention she craves and deserves. She will often purr profusely when she is patted and fawned over. Now, while she does adore attention, Diva doesn't really like being picked up and carried around, so she's probably more of a lap cat. Diva is part of our exclusive Permate Club, which means that until October 4th, which is this Sunday, Diva's adoption fee will be waived. If you are, So Diva's ID number is 997319. Uh, and if you want further info on how to adopt, uh, you can look for Diva on the Lost Dogs Home website, dogshome.com. And there are a lot of cats that are still available for adoption at our North Melbourne shelter. So if you're not necessarily drawn to Diva, there's others like uh, two-year-old Spark, um, Nino and Norton, who you've actually done the videos for on the Facebook page. They're they fantastic. They are gorgeous. That's the thing. When there's so many up for adoption, there is sure to be the one for you because there are just so many different personality types from absolutely. the quiet to the playful. Mm. Uh, yeah, Your absolutely. Perfect match is there waiting for you. Yeah, so I mean, if you if you have been considering adopting a cat or you know umming and ahhing about it, this is the perfect weekend. It's a long weekend. The sun is shining, and it's a great weekend because it gives you a few days to spend with your cat as they get you know comfortable in their new surroundings and you know you, you're providing a shelter animal a second chance of their new home so it's it's a wonderful opportunity to to take advantage of that this weekend absolutely absolutely so diva is up for adoption at our north melbourne shelter at two gracie street north melbourne uh, the shelter is actually cl- almost about to close for public holiday hours but open tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. so you can find out more info at dogshome.com yeah definitely go down and check it out uh, Absolutely. Uh, So this Sunday marks the 84th anniversary of World Animal Day. But how did it begin and why is it celebrated each and every year? We answer these questions next. Today we are celebrating World Animal Day ahead of the official day this Sunday. But how did the day come about and why is there a day where we celebrate all creatures great and small? World Animal Day is a social movement charged with the mission of raising the status of animals in order to improve the welfare standards of all animals across the world. Now, World Animal Day originated in 1931 at a convention of ecologists in Florence as a way of highlighting the plight of the world's endangered species. It was decided that World 
Animal Day would happen on October 4 to coincide with the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of animals, who we'll talk about a little bit more later in the show. Now, since then, World Animal Day has evolved into a day to honour all of the world's animals and is celebrated in almost 100 countries. It is celebrated in different ways in every country with no regard to nationality, religion, faith or political ideology. The common link for anyone celebrating the day is respect and a love of animals. This year is gearing up to be another Great World Animal Day with more than 600 animal-related events happening throughout the world. Even if you can't make any of the scheduled animal-related events this weekend, there are so many opportunities to celebrate the day, including spending some time with your own companion animals. Now, one thing that is happening this weekend, I was having a look at some of the things other people are doing to celebrate World Animal Day. And there's a lady, an 80-year-old lady, Betty Viral, I think is how you pronounce her name, who's um, skydiving on World Animal Day. But the remarkable thing is that she's 80. That is incredible. What an effort. (laughs) So she's raising money for RSPCA in Western Australia. Um, But she is a big animal lover and advocate uh, who's volunteered with the RSPCA for more than 10 years and um, is actually looking forward to jumping out on the plane for World Animal Day. So it's, um, I think... There's, there's so many different ways that people can celebrate it, whether it's a, an awareness raising thing or whether it's a, you know, just a personal thing to, to thank having an animal in your life. Absolutely. Even if you just spend the day with your special animals in your life, give them a few extra pats and cuddles and do something special together. Yeah, that's it. There's so many things going on. So like we're just having a look at the moment at some of the things that are going on. There's stuff that's happening in Sri Lanka. There's stuff that's happening in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand have their own... Um, animal ambassadors just like we do and we're talking to Pam a little bit later on in the show Pam Ahern from um, Edgar's Mission who's yeah who's you know they've got their open day this weekend unfortunately it's sold out but it is meant to be a, a, an awesome weekend I remember uh, last year on World Animal Day we took our two dogs down to a big park and we just let them run around and they had the best day ever it was beautiful weather much like mm-hmm. it is today and they absolutely loved it it seems that yeah the you know whoever it is is turning on the weather yes <laughs> for world animal day because they know it's just so spectacular so you know definitely hop on some websites and you know for anyone that's not necessarily listening in melbourne or in victoria there's stuff that's happening throughout australia and throughout the world so you know definitely take the time to check those things out and um yeah go and um celebrate world animal day even if it's you know buying something from a from a treat for your pet yeah, to a celebrate new treat or, or a new toy perhaps absolutely that would that'd be an awesome idea get them that and is, actually get them that's a good idea i might go and do that <laughs> on my way out today because you've got a couple of staffies don't you i, I have a ridgeback cross and a mastiff staffy cross there they love toys mm. um tennis balls especially ripping them up into a million pieces get them worn out over the weekend but they have fun that's them like i don't mind picking up the pieces as long as they've had a good time that's exactly that's okay. it and that's and that's part of world animal day as well so you know if you even if you're not a pet owner i think it's it's a day where you can celebrate any animal like you know yeah just go and go and check them out and uh, now if you are interested in finding out more about world animal day um, or you want to find out what activities are happening in your area you can view uh, the official world animal day website which is worldanimalday.co.uk Now, World Animal Day is an event celebrated all across the world. Many countries have their own World Animal Day ambassador to increase the awareness of the day. Coming up, we talk to the Australian ambassador, Pam Ahern. Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9. Located on 153 Peaceful 
peaceable acres just outside of Lansfield and nestled in the tranquility of the Macedon Ranges is Edgar's Mission. This farm sanctuary provides love and care to more than 300 rescued animals, including pigs, chickens and cows. Edgar's Mission sets out to provide... Sorry, to provide proof that all animals have the same need and desire to enjoy life. Earlier this week, I caught up with Edgar's Mission founder and Australian World Animal Day ambassador Pam Ahern to find out more about her relationship with her pig Edgar and the, the namesake of Edgar's Mission. I'm joined on the phone by Pam, World Animal Day Australian representative and founder of Edgar's Mission. Pam, welcome to Pets Aloud. Hi, and thank you so much for having me, and hello to all the pet lovers out there. You started Edgar's Mission back in 2003. Can you tell me a little bit about how it started and um, how it's changed and evolved to become what it is today? It's really quite a serendipitous thing, Edgar's Mission. I, I never had Edgar come into my life and then decide that I was going to create the sanctuary. It really came about by default. I'm sure your listeners out there have had a special pet in their life who's touched them like no other. Um, I have two, except mine happened to be this, this pig who really did change my life forever. I had no idea that I would um, give up my successful equestrian career. As a child, I loved animals. I was fascinated with my cats and dogs and would spend hours in the backyard watching bees and bugs fly around. But I wanted a pony. Above all else, I wanted a pony. But we were city folk and we weren't particularly rich, so I was never able to get a pony. Eventually, I did in my teenage years. I got a pony and I became a very successful equestrian. I was living my dream. I was travelling around Australia, going to horse shows and expos and winning lots of prizes and awards. But I gave that away because of my pig. Um, it was one day in the park in Kilmore when I had my little pig on a lead that I realised he was tagging on much more than his lead. He was pulling on my heartstrings and that was when I decided then and there that I wanted to dedicate my life to protecting animals like him because so few people don't get a chance to meet farmed animals and really the choices that we make impact so much on them yet we never get a chance to know them. We love cats and dogs but we never think about pigs, cows and chickens. So Edgar's mission came into being to provide sanctuary for animals like Edgar but also to give a much needed voice to them because I realise that I can't possibly rescue every farm animal that you need. Edgar Allan Pig, who you know is the name source for Edgar's mission, was a very much loved member of your family. Like checking out your website, you could just see how much he was adored. Can you tell me a little bit about what he was like? He sounded like a bit of a trauma. He was, and I just often wonder what if he hadn't have been that amazing pig that he was if he had have been grumpy and he never liked me. None of this would have happened. But maybe you know, in the spirit of things, we were meant to come together. Um, most people search a lifetime to find their soulmate. I found mine. It wasn't love at first sight. I was bitten by him. I loved that pig as soon as I laid eyes on him. Before I actually even met him, I was in love with him. He didn't love me to start with. He actually loved my little dog, E.T., and he would follow E.T. around everywhere when E.T. followed me. So that's sort of how it but um, he did come to see me as a good guy. And I think E.T. was very much the bargaining tool that he saw that E.T. accepted me and loved me. And then he, um, Edgar took um, his leave from um, the little dog. And it was just this incredible relationship that, that um, followed. There was no one who actually saw the two of us together would be in any doubt that Edgar adored me. Um, he would follow me everywhere. He'd hear my voice and he'd just start this deep walk as Piggy goes, goo, 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 every, and his tummy would wobble up and down and people would be smiling. I'd be laughing at this pig. And one of my favourite stories is that he was really funny. He always loved to go to sleep. Wherever he went, he loved sleep. And um, I would often take him out to do outreach and, and people would go, oh, is the pig upset? Is the pig distressed? I said, you'd have to wake up first. 
One of um, the funniest stories is we went to Parliament House in Sydney to campaign for a better deal for pigs up there and we were standing outside their Parliament House, which is on Macquarie Street, which anyone who knows Sydney is a really, really busy street. <laughs> and I had this pig who I hadn't done much outreach with him. I was just a little bit nervous how it goes, all the traffic and the media was there. He went to sleep right in the, the gateway. <laughs> One of my favourite photos um, a Reuters photographer took, uh, this big burly uh, uh, security guard standing over Edgar's arms, folding, he's telling me, you know, you've got to move the pig later. I go, but he's got to wake up. You know, look at the man pleading with my arms, saying, you know, he doesn't want to wake up. And Edgar's just lying there, snoring himself. And all the politicians rocking up from home had to actually step over Edgar um, to get in. So he was certainly going to that day, and he didn't even have to wake up. To sounds like a special little pig, and it sounds like you, Edgar, and E.T. had a very special family there together. Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, we do we do form very strong bonds with our, with our cats and our dogs. You know, we know them intimately. And really, look, Edgar, he loved going for walks in the park with my dog, E.T. Both of them knew their names. Occasionally, they would answer to them. They both loved sitting on the couch watching TV with me. Even when Eddie got a bit big and broke the strength, that was okay. Um, they both love food. All of us love food. Probably me a bit too much. When it was hot, we wanted to be cool. And when it was cold, we wanted to be warm. We all loved hanging out together. You know, for all intents and purposes, Edgar was just the same as my ET, except for that one stark reality, and that was that they looked a little bit different. And coming to know them as I did, I realised that those differences really were on the outside only, and they really didn't justify the way that our society treats them differently. You know, we would never treat people differently because they look different to us, because we know on the inside they have the same feelings and emotions. And, and animals, over and over, I see these things happen. They, they have rich emotional worlds, they want to be happy, they love their life, they want to see the sunshine, and, and they fear um, pain and suffering like we do. That was Pam Ahern, World Animal Day Ambassador and founder of Edgar's Mission, talking about the strong bond uh, between herself uh, and her dog E.T. and her beloved pet pig Edgar. It's such a lovely story. And, and, and like I was saying on, when I was talking to Pam, Edgar did sound like such a charmer. Pigs are absolutely beautiful creatures. And you know what? They're so intelligent as they well. Are. They are. I think they're a really underrated animal in they terms are. of their intelligence and their lovability. And I think George Clooney had a pet pig as well. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I'll have to find that and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it a, a bit later. No, I'm pretty sure George Clooney had a pet pig as well. Like, it, it, it is, he, you know, pigs can be these wonderful animals and you know they're so they're so lovely and there's another um oh i'm trying to remember the name of it now there's another pig in canada that has their own facebook page oh um esther that's it esther the wonder pig yes <laughs> so if anyone wants to to check out esther um yeah go onto facebook and have a look at esther the wonder pig because so, yeah um esther's owners post uh, i think about one at least one photo a mm. day of just what esther's getting up to and her adventures and they are absolutely beautiful and quite hilarious quite sometimes funny. as well there, there was one i think that they did this week and it was um a photo of esther with cake <laughs> and it was almost like this there is no one getting in in the way between me and my cake <laughs> So, butt out. <laughs> oh, but um, actually, one thing I love about um, Pam's interview as well is how she was talking about the bond between E.T. and Edgar as mm. well, how they really bonded. Mm. So it's not, you know, I guess World Animal Day is not just the bond between people and animals, but between animals as well. Yeah, and you see that a lot. You know, you know, people think that dogs and cats have this natural affinity of, of not liking each other, but then you see the, the animals that have kind of been brought together and they've been brought up together and they bond. And, you know, it's it's quite beautiful the way that 
the animals can bond with each other as well. It, it is, is quite gorgeous. lovely. It is. Mm. Um, there was actually a cat who was recently adopted from the Lost Dogs home. His name was Cub, and he was a big, beautiful, oh, beautiful ginger. Cub. A couple of days after he was adopted, his owner uh, sent us a photo of him curled up on the couch with their dog. I don't know what breed it is. It was a really big dog, maybe like a wolfhound cross or mm. something like that. But they were curled up together on the couch. Oh, that's beautiful. Cub was yeah. Cub was such a chilled cat. Oh, is sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, is such a chilled cat, and he was beautiful. He was very popular amongst the home as well. So we're all very happy to see him get adopted. Absolutely. Mm. So this Sunday is World Animal Day, and many places around the world will be celebrating the day with a range of events. Coming up, we continue our chat with World Animal Day Australian representative Pam Ahern and find out what's happening at Edgar's Mission to mark this very special special day. Joy. Today we are celebrating World Animal Day, which is coming up this Sunday, the 4th of October. Now, before the before the song, um, we did briefly touch on the fact that George Clooney had a pet pig. It is confirmed. Um, so the pet pig that he had was called Max, who was a 300-pound pig who he owned for 18 years. And sadly, Max did pass away in 2006. But George Clooney... Um, did say that he was so close to Max that sometimes he allowed him to sleep on his bed and accompany him to interviews. And Max was so irreplaceable to Clooney that when he was asked if he'd get another pig, Clooney replied, no, I think Max covered all my pet pig needs. So it's a very close relationship. It is. Well, I'm just trying to picture how you would... uh get a 300 pound pig on your bed you'd have to have a really big bed oh you know in george clooney's case you know he's he's rich enough i'm sure he'd be uh, fine <laughs> very true <laughs> with max <laughs> and, and having and having that relationship together uh, just looking at, at a photo of him though he is a very handsome looking pig isn't he he's a gorgeous pig and one thing i love about pigs is they have just such a sweet and gentle face it's mm. almost like you can see the kindness when you look when you look at their face absolutely absolutely Uh, So we are now going to rejoin the conversation that we uh, just had with Pam Ahern, who uh, is the founder of Edgar's Mission and uh, also the Australian World Animal Day Ambassador. Um, So we're going to listen to her and find out some more about the residents that are currently calling Edgar's Mission home. You have a number of very different and vast residents at Edgar's Mission, from pigs to chickens to lambs, you know, that make up part of the farm there. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those residents? And is it true that you can sponsor them as well, isn't it? You can sponsor some of the animals at the farm. With over 350 animals in our care, we don't have to sponsor for every single animal because just the logistical nightmare of actually managing that from our end. You know, we know that our supporters don't want us sitting here on computers. They want us out, out in the field saving animals' lives. So we try and streamline it a bit. We have a few animals that are ambassadors for this particular breed. But um, every animal here certainly gets looked after. And one of our, our great programs that we have on now is, is a monthly donor program where people can actually, you know, monthly uh, make a donation that ensures that we can keep on the work for saving animals like little Pixie, a calf who recently came into our care um, and her story is just a most beautiful story is that it's the power of kindness is, is what saved her. This is what gives me great hope with all the animals that come here is that I really honestly believe that humans are programmed to care and that we don't want to cause suffering to, to other species. The tragedy for farm animals is that humans don't actually get to see um, the suffering that farm animals go through. Pixie was born with horrifically deformed front legs that she cannot stand and walk around. She's actually been walking around on her knees. The dairy farm that she was um, born on would have otherwise seen her sent off to be slaughtered. She was too small to ever be um, a breeding um, animal and she was... Um, 
never going to be any, any use as, as even uh, growing up because she was just so small and with those horrifically deformed legs. But the farmer's wife didn't want her killed, so she actually kept trying to hide Pixie so she would never be sent away while she was trying to find out someone who could take her on. When we first heard about Pixie, we were really concerned that we could actually do anything to save her because her legs were so badly deformed. But we, we took a gamble because we believe in human ingenuity. She's come to us and looked... She, every day we're seeing improvements in those legs and she is touching the hearts of people around the world who just see that beautiful little baby face and they just want her to live and that's exactly what we're helping her do. You're also the Australian ambassador for World Animal Day. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came about being the ambassador and is World Animal Day a, cl- a cause that you hold close to your heart? Oh, World Animal Day is something that I am so passionate about and I cannot tell you, as, as the animal lover that I've always been, to be announced as the Australian Ambassador for World Animal Day, it's, it's, it's one of the greatest honours. It's something that I don't take lightly. I love World Animal Day because it unites animal lovers throughout the globe. This is one day that you know that everyone throughout the country is actually celebrating their love of animals and doing something special to mark that occasion. We have a wonderful day here at Edgar's Mission where we celebrate our World Animal Day and we throw our farm gates open to the public to come and, and meet our animals and share in the joy that was actually created at our new sanctuary here in Lancefield. Uh, we used to be over in Willowmaven and then for two or three years we actually haven't been able to celebrate the day um, at our farm. So it's one day we do it here. But you don't have to even do it here. Anywhere you are throughout Australia, throughout the world, please do something special on um, October 4 World Animal Day to mark that occasion. You don't have to make it on the day. Do it you know, the day before. Maybe do it at your workplace. Have a special fundraiser, afternoon tea, put posters around the world. Uh, workplace, even read books about caring for animals and broaden your knowledge about the wonderful world of animals out there. Now, you, you did briefly touch on, on the event at Edgar's Mission. Can you tell us um, a little bit more about, about what, what's ha- going to happen on that particular day? But it, I'm so excited. This is our first open day um, here at the farm. Unfortunately, it's sold out all week. Um, we had to limit tickets. Um, to Normally we just um, have open days and anyone can come. At our new farm, we're very mindful. We've had to get all sorts of permits to open and it's strictly um, limited numbers for the day. And it was only in a matter of um, days that the, the tickets <laughs> went through the roof. Um, but that's not to worry. You can still come and visit the farm. We have tours throughout the year. or Everything's booked online. Um, so that we, we just don't have people come and visit the farm without um, arrangement because we actually want people to find out why we do what we do at Edgar's Mission. So we have our guided tours around the farm. But World Animal Day, we've got lots of fun things to do. We've got animal-friendly stalls. We've got our um, ever-popular cow cat throwing competition, our gumboot throwing competition, our sack race. We've got inspirational speakers. We've got lots of cruelty-free fair. I'm actually starting to celebrate thinking about the day. have <laughs> <laughs> so many like-minded people here. And the mm. wonderful groups we have, there's so many people doing wonderful work for animals, our wild wildlife groups, um, uh, endangered species. It's really great to know that there's so many other people out there who have this common love of animals and doing it in their own special way. Now, Pam, thank you so much for joining us on Pets Allowed today and talking to us about Edgar's Mission and World Animal Day. I hope that the day is a huge success for you guys. And, um, yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on to the show. It's been great having you on. Oh, look, thank you so much for having me. And I just wish everyone a very, very happy World Animal Day. That was Pema Hearn, World Animal Day Ambassador and founder of Edgar's Mission, talking about the activities at Edgar's Mission to celebrate this year's World Animal Day. If you want to find out more about Edgar's Mission, you can visit their website at edgarsmission.org.au. It isn't a coincidence that World Animal Day falls on the same day as the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. 
the patron saint of animals. Coming up, we chat to Adele Mapperson, chaplain at Lord Smith, to find out a bit more about St. Francis and about animal blessings. Joy 94.9 is proud to be the voice of the LGBTI communities and we'd love to hear from you. It is time for our annual listener survey, so head on to the Joy website and let us know what you love about the station and your presenters. Complete the survey and you'll go in the draw to win a night for two at Joy-sponsored Crown Metropole, including breakfast and valet parking and the prize is worth over $500. So head on over to joy.org.au and have your say. Joy 94.9, your voice, your radio station. Pets allowed on Joy 94.9. This Sunday is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, the patron saint of animals and the environment. Often on October 4, Catholic churches around the world mark this day with an animal blessing service. Earlier this week, Kristen caught up with Lord Smith Animal Hospital chaplain Adele Mapperson to find out more about St. Francis of Assisi and his love of animals. Can you tell us a bit about your role? I've been here for four years. Um, there was a chaplain here before me for five. So there's been a chaplain at Lord Smith for about nine years. And my role and the role of the chaplain before me was to help support the relationship that is such a part of um, the life between animals and people. So my role is to support this bond and to support people in all sorts of um, ways through that relationship so that often that happens when people are being um, struggling with all sorts of questions about what they should do with their animal's life, what they should do when it comes to making hard decisions um, and supporting them through that and often that means supporting them at the time of saying goodbye to an animal and then supporting them in the time after that. So uh, October 4th is World Animal Day and it's also a time where people all over the world celebrate the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi who mm. was a great lover of animals. Can you tell us a bit about him? He, um, he was a man whose who's love of animals is the thing to which he is probably most remembered. But he was a man who had a great love for all creation. He um, he was born in Assisi in 1182 and he died in 1226. And um, he was born to a very wealthy family and he lived a very wealthy life. And he found himself being challenged by this. He went off to fight um, during a war with Perugia and found himself sort of being captured as a prisoner. And it sort of changed his life. He became very sick and as often happened, to us when we become sick or we have a crisis we actually start to assess what's important in life and he didn't want any longer in lots of ways the life that he'd had he had lots of experiences that really affirmed that he was on a different path so he had an experience where he met a leper on the road who the story goes and he had a decision to make and he decided either he would sort of give the man some money and throw it throw a person and just keep walking or he would actually go and embrace him and he chose to do the second and in so doing he sort of he, he let go of all the things that um, had been really important to him and he started to build, rebuild his relationship with God, to rebuild his relationship with the people around whom he lived. Um, and he started to realise, in fact, when he let go of all the things that had been continuing to hold him in place, that he was actually free. He was free to love in a way that he hadn't been before. So there were many stories about the ways in which he was often loved and cared for by animals in his life. You know, there were stories about him stopping to pick up little um, worms off the road and to have conversations with birds in the trees. And he actually sort of had a conversation with the wolf that people were scared of. There were just stories about in which he seemed to have an overarching love and joy in all creation. And this is what opened him to the love of animals, which became probably the thing for which he is most known. But, um, but it was a love really of all creation.
October 4th is also a day where animals can be blessed, is that mm. correct? Yeah, it's, it's a tradition It's a tradition of the church, really. It's also become World Animal Day, um, and when they chose that day, it's the 4th of October, because it actually was the feast day of St Francis of Assisi. Um, and what people have done now for quite some time often, and usually in churches, um, people go to celebrate with the animals, so they go to worship with them. Um, and Lord Smith has um, held these blessings in the past. Can you tell us a bit about them and what is traditionally involved? Well, yeah, we um, since I've been here, we've actually only had a couple of, of, of blessings and what we did was uh, actually invite people who were just sitting in the waiting room to come and to take part in a blessing and just to pray, really, in a sense of, of praying for God's blessing and God's protection for this animal. That was Lord Smith Animal Hospital Chaplain Adele Mapperson talking about St. Francis of Assisi and his involvement with animals. If you'd like to find out more about the chaplain services at Lord Smith, you can visit their website at lordsmith.com. And if you're interested in having your animals blessed as part of the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, stay tuned and we'll have some details of the services happening in Melbourne later in the show. Coming up, we're going to chat about some of the animal-themed and animal-friendly events happening around Victoria this weekend. Did you know... Joy Audio Production Services can help you with your audio recording needs, no matter what the task at hand. We have a way to support you and your business. We can produce radio-style interviews for your website, on-hold greetings, podcasts, voiceovers for video, and more. Call Joy's production manager, Jason, on 1300 569 949 or email production at joy.org.au. That's 1300 569 949. Joy Audio Production Services, commercial grade audio quality at community radio rates. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. Now, Sam, we've got a couple of dog dates happening uh, in the Melbourne area. Do you want to tell us what the first one is? Of course. So this Sunday, as we've said, is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, which you know, anyone that was listening would have heard just previously. And the St. James, St. James the Great at St. Kilda East is having their 22nd blessing of the animal service this year. Um, so yeah, that's happening at St. James the Great, which is at 435 Inkerman Street, St. Kilda East. The service will begin at 2 p.m. and will offer animals lovers the opportunity to have their pets blessed as part of the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. So you can bring your pets along to this and there'll be a few other activities happening. But if you're wanting more information about the service or about the day, visit stjamesthegreat.org.au. And if you're wanting more information about other services in your area, just um, yeah, have a look and get in touch with your church if that's something you're interested in. Now, our second dog date is the Permate Club. The Lost Dogs Home North Melbourne and Campaspe Shelters have launched a special club for cat lovers these school holidays until October 4th, which is this Sunday. Cats and kittens who have been up for adoption for more than 30 days will have their adoption fees waived. Uh, And there is also 50% off the adoption fee for all other cats and kittens up for adoption. You can view the full list of felines up for adoption at our website dogshome.com. Renters will need to show a rental agreement showing that you do have approval to keep a cat uh, and to receive the discount you will also need to complete the home's pet license test at petlicense.com. So the home today did have public holiday hours so it is now closed for the day but if you are wanting to research some of the cats that are part of the Permate Club you can visit 
the dogshome.com website and on under the cat section anyone that is part of the permit club and who have their fees waived they will have a section on that that yeah. says permit club fees waived so you can have a look at that before you come into the shelter if you're wanting to check it out tomorrow yep P- uh, perfect weather this weekend as well to round up the family mm. and, and come to meet your new companion absolutely and on that note i think it's a wrap sam yeah. another another show of pets allowed is done a grand final friday version of pets allowed yeah. is done that's it that's it and yeah world animal day is coming up so very exciting absolutely Um, before we go would you like to give us a reminder of this week's pet of the week it was diva gorgeous uh, black and white uh, black cat who's up for adoption at north melbourne speaking of cats that are part of our permit club diva is one of them her animal id is nine nine seven three one nine she's an affectionate girl speaking a quiet and stable home where she can be lavished with all the love and attention she craves and deserves she is at our north melbourne shelter at two gracie street north melbourne you can contact the shelter on nine three two nine two seven five five for more information or check out our website dogshome.com and don't forget to walk your dogs and pat your cats this is pets allowed on joy 94.9 pets allowed brought to you by the lost dogs home on joy 94.9 thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy help keep joy on air head to joy.org.au Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.